six, five, four. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Welcome back to 80s Pop Tops. My name is Shelby, and welcome to another episode of Off the Charts. This week, we will be discussing uh, a specific artist from the year that we've been covering on our chart countdowns. And I have selected for 1980 uh, Blondie, which is one of the more important artists from that year. Um, she had the number one song for the year. And it was my choice because I have the one of the other people that had the top songs. It's the one I picked. <laughs> So, with the way we will attack this is we are attacking it as parts of my memories and specific facts about the artists themselves as they progressed. Blondie is considered a pop rock, punk rock, new wave band, mostly new wave. Um, they came out of the late 70s, um, early 80s movement in New York. They started with early performances at Max's Kansas City as in CBGB's. After this, uh, they were given a record contract with Chrysalis Records. Um, their first any kind of real success occurred um, in Australia. They did, um, they released a single, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the single that they intended to release in Australia first, and the song that was actually the one that was picked by the, the country itself to be the bigger of the two. So let's start with the song they sent over as the single, and this song is called X Offender. That was the single that Blondie had sent over to Australia in 1977 um, called X Offender. This song, what had happened when this was sent over, um, the, the first song was X Offender, but there was a video show in Australia that flipped it over and played the song on the other side. So that was the song that actually was the bigger hit that most people remember. Uh, the show was Countdown. They, when they got it, they mistakenly played the video for in this song you're going to hear now, which was the B-side. And that was their bigger hit that first came out. So that song I'm going to play now is In the Flesh. That was In the Flesh by Blondie. This was their hit in Australia. Um, it was the flip side of X Offender. Now, a couple of members of the band, um, namely Chris Stein and Clem Burke, think that this was done on purpose in Australia, that the record company and the radio station in Australia thought that X Offender was a little too aggressive, a little too in your face. So they decided to go with the lighter, more melodic, more power ballady sounding song of In the Flesh. 
and that was why that ended up being the bigger hit for the band. So after this album, they did do a quick little tour of Australia that was pretty successful. And like I said, this was the first area that the, the band themselves had any kind of success. The next year, in 1978, they released their first album, Plastic Letters. And this had a number two hit in Britain called Denis, which was a cover of Denise, a song by Randy and the Rainbows from 1963. And after this did pretty well in Britain, it also had a, on the flips, they had a second single come out with this one called I'm Always Touched by Your Presence, Dear. These two songs in Britain have them, the second place that they had a success after Australia was Britain, while still having just underground success in the United States, they hadn't really hit it big at this point. So what I'm going to do for you now is play the song Denis, which was the number two song in Britain in 1977. And you'll get a quick glimpse of Deborah Harry's and their early sound, which is a lot different than most of you may recognize. Let's take a listen now. was Denis by Blondie. This song was released in 1978 off their album Plastic Letters. And it was now at this point that their band had fully formed with all six members. It was at this point they went into the studio to record their third album, Parallel Lines. Um, this was going to be released in the United States at the end of 1978 in September. And this is what finally broke the band into the American market. Now the first big hit that most Americans know is the one we're going to hear now. Um, this is Heart of Glass. It was their most successful album at that point. They had sold, they're going to send 20 million copies of this album. And this was what broke them. Now, it was really odd because they were considered a new wave, sort of late punk band. But this song is, as you probably know, if you've heard the song, is very disco infused. It's a very disco sounding song. So it's kind of odd that this is the first big hit that they would have became a monumental worldwide success and the biggest selling singles of 1979. It was also accompanied by a music video which began to break Deborah Harry's persona as very, you know, stoic, very not much emotion which she sang. So some people even knocked it as she doesn't know how to sing, that she just sits up there as like, like a statue just singing the song. I don't agree with that. It's just what she wanted to project and she does it very well. So anyways, let's go ahead and listen to that song, the big hit, Heart of Glass. That was Blondie's first big hit, the 1979 Heart of Glass. And it was at this point that the band itself began to break out um, with its Blondie, Deborah Harry herself taking the center front stage. Um, most of the other members were mostly ignored. Unfortunately, it happens a lot. The lead singer seems to take the lion's share of the attention. She was in a relationship um, with the guitarist Chris Stein, and as far as I can tell, still is. 
they're, they're still out making music now. And after this one, there was another big hit from this album from Parallel Lines. This was the song One Way or Another. Now, this was another big hit that most people may have heard. Um, I first heard it in a movie that came out in 1980 called Little Darlings with Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill. Uh, it was the bus when they stole the school bus and were driving around. And this is the, where I remember this song from. And it became a, one of my favorites from them. And when I got the Greatest Hits album much later on, it's actually this song is my favorite for a while. So this, let's go ahead and take a listen to the second big hit off this album. This is One Way or Another. That was One Way or Another. This was the second hit off of the Blondie's album, Parallel Lines, and cemented their stock as an up-and-coming band for, in the United States with their two hits. Now, the next big thing from them was a single. This was one that we had covered this year in our countdown. This was for Call Me. This was a collaboration between her and Gior Giorgio Moroder, um, Donna Summer's producer. It was the title theme of Richard Gere's film, American Gigolo. It was released, as we did, in February 1980 and, and spent six weeks at number one and ended up as the number one song for 1980. Um, this also got Deborah, or Blondie, whatever you want to call her, into her other little thing that she did. Uh, this was her first starring role in a movie um, called Roadie Opposite Meatloaf. Now, she played a singer in it, so it wasn't much of a stretch at that point. But this was her first appearance in a music, um, in a film, which she would do a little bit later on more of. But so let's go ahead and take a listen to their big, biggest hit of all. This is Call Me. That was Call Me by Blondie. This was their biggest hit to date and would catapult them into the superstar stratosphere. After the release of this single and the her starring role, they went into the studio to do their fifth studio album, Auto American. It, it, it was released. It contained two more number one U.S. hits. Um, the first one is The Tide is High. This one is a cover version of a 1967 song written by John Holt. Uh, it's rap... Um, it's more of a reggae sound. It was more of what they're different. They even went to a different kind of sound, more of a reggae, a poppy, you know, Caribbean sound. Again, a sound that was not real popular in the United States up until that point. So they, she decided once again to try something different for a different kind of sound for each song that they would do. So this was their first big hit. It went to number one in 1981. And as you we'll be covering it next year at some point. But this is the first hit off of their album, Auto America.
that was the tide is high the first hit off their fifth album auto american now the next hit was one that had real significance in many certain ways the next one off that album was the song rapture now this was the first song featuring rapping to reach number one in the u.s now it doesn't mean that this was the first rap song it's just the first one to hit the top of the charts um she, like I said, this band is mainly based in New York, so she had been exposed to this kind of music a lot. This is what was on the streets of New York in the late 70s and from then on. So she wanted a song like that, and this is the song that they did, and most people remember. Now, the video for this song also features um, Fab Five Freddy, which was also featured, she mentions by name in the song. He would later go on to host Yo! MTV Raps and become even bigger mover and shaker in the early points of hip-hop in the United States. But this was definitely the one of their more influential songs that came out in the late 1980s. So let's just take a quick listen here. And this is Rapture. Cause the man from Mars stopped eating cars and eating bars And now he only eats guitars Get out! That was Rapture by Blondie. This was their last large hit of their career. Um, it was shortly after this that they decided to go on a hiatus and then later broke up. Um, Deborah Harry went on and did a few of solo work as well as Chris Stein, her partner. He also later on developed a uh, life-threatening illness um, that she, um, the drug use, the illness and everything, it kind of like their career kind of ended in 1982 for a while. And after this, um, Deborah Harry, like I said, had gone back into trying other things. She did a couple movies. She was even in a movie called Videodrome with a uh, brown hair. So she's not as recognizable. She had ditched the recognizable platinum blonde hair. So after this, they had taken a hiatus till about 1997. And what really brought them back was um, bands about that time, like Garbage, bringing more life back into that type of music and to the female-driven rock. And like Shirley Manson really looked up to her and considered her one of her influences. And it was because of this, they decided to get back together and go back out and record. And they did have another song that came out. Now, this was a bigger hit in Europe and England, but I do remember this one, and I actually really like this one. It was a number one single in the UK in 1998. So um, I'm going to play it for you now. It's called Maria. It's one of my favorites, even though it's one of the one of their later songs. So let me play just a bit of that for you right here. Smooth as silk, cool as air. Ooh, it makes you want to cry. She doesn't That was Maria by Blondie. Now, this was the last 
I had heard of them, but they are still out recording. Um, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, a few years ago. Um, they've been in there for a while. They're still touring, and as a matter of fact, they have announced that they will be embarking on a tour in November of 2021 with Garbage as the opening act. So they're still around. Uh, Deborah Harry and Chris Stein are still together making music. So I want to thank you for being with me as we went through this little jaunt down 1980s. As I said, I picked Blondie for the year 1980 since their song was a number one song of 1980, and it's what I considered one of the better acts from that year. And as I said, as we be moving on, we'll be getting into more of the more stereotypical 80s music, which most of you probably do know. So it's just been a little hit and miss here in the eight, 1980, but that was pretty much how the year went. And I will be coming back next week with the usual countdown. I think we're almost done. I think we're in November. We will be going over those top five songs, and I really appreciate all you guys sticking with me and coming to listen every week as I just do a little run down memory lane of some songs that you may know or may not have known, but that's what music is for, bringing back the memories of all the things that you know and love. Once again, thank you guys, and I hope I hear from you again soon. Have a great week. See ya.